main components of the prize is $25,000 investment minimum into the company. And then you know, really the big prize is your ability to develop a cannabis product with the clear and really develop that product to a place where we can put it on shelves. And that's really the big springboard is, is the ability to put that product in front of consumers and see how it does. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Rick Battenberg, the Chief Investment Officer at Clientel Capital Management Group. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really, uh, really appreciate you having me. You guys have quite the illustrious group of uh, investors and, and people on your show, so I'm really happy to be included. Well, I'm happy to finally have you on the show. We've had many of your portfolio companies on and other people within your organization, and I hear this over and over, how deeply involved you are in the industry. So that, so that just gives me so much to talk about, but... I'm really excited about uh, an announcement that you have to make, but I'm going to hold off on that. And let's make sure that we wait until a little bit before we announce it. But it's a very exciting announcement. Let's start off by just telling our listeners who aren't familiar with Clientele Capital Management Group, what makes you different than some of the other VC companies out there? Sure. I try not to go right after the differences, if only just because I think that, like most venture capital firms, everybody's looking for a strategic advantage. For me, venture capital is putting together the people, ideas, and resources to create value where there was nothing and being the kind of centralized ignition point to put and recognize potential value and then put those pieces together to kind of allow things to uh, bud on their own, right? Mm -hmm. Our our goal is to put the pieces together and allow those very talented human beings that really have ideas or resources or whatever it may be and put those in an environment that allows them to grow together and really create something of, of value for the participants and anybody that's best in those deals. There's so many layers you have to go through. But, you know, I think naturally, the more successful you are at raising money from a venture side, the more defensive you get around putting layers around yourself of vetting different companies. And I think that that's really doing ourselves a disservice. I think that there is some value in that kind of raw exposure to the CEOs and the people that are out there doing the business because I can't tell you how many pitch meetings I've been in where somebody will start a pitch and by the end of the, the pitch meeting, they didn't even know what they really had or <laughs> how to apply it or, or really how to go to market with it. And they just had a misconception of the value that they really had. And had I not been in that meeting, I wouldn't have recognized that. So I really like talking directly to the people that are really passionate about their project, not necessarily talking to their capital markets person or talking to their salespeople or the person handling their investors. Is I really like to talk to the CEO and, and understand their opinion and, and their uh, emotional connection with the success or failure of their company and, and understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish because this business is so personal. You know, we're all taking on a level of personal risk Mm -hmm. and that takes a specific type of person to kind of engage in that risk. A big believer that fortune favors the bold. So I want to meet the bold people that are trying to really push this industry and and innovate. goes back to what I said earlier, where you you really have a hands-on approach to managing your portfolio companies. And I think gives you a real-time sort of bird's-eye view of the industry. 
have you uncovered any new cannabis investment opportunities as a result of the Corona crisis that you can share with our listeners or, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think that the coronavirus it didn't stem any, call it new opportunities, but what it did do is accelerate the cannabis's role, I think, in U.S. culture and just as an industry in general, really had to rise to the occasion, pivoting and, and really understanding all of a sudden they could only do curbside, so they had to adapt. And cannabis is not like liquor where you can make it and store it very easily. The cannabis supply chain is a very active supply chain. Most dispensaries only carry about seven days worth of inventory. So when there was a big run on the dispensaries, all of a sudden, everybody's got to respond. The entire industry had to really step up as essential to so many people's lives that that, that was a stressor, right? That was just a stressor that, that happened to the cannabis industry. And it didn't really change that much about what we were doing, but it definitely put a lot of pressure on that industry. And I think that it was revealing to the people that were really able to take that pressure and go, okay, here's what we need to do, execute and maintain supply chains. And then there was others that they folded under that pressure. For the most part, I heard that our industry really came through in, in flying colors, especially given the fact that it's not a real established industry. It seems to have come through in most states in, in flying colors. I, I laugh when you say that, you know, now you have to pick it up curbside because you used to get arrested for that. Right. Pre well, previous to this, you can't even issue any cannabis outside of the lawful zone. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, now you can only do curbside. <laughs> so that was a huge shift in process and procedure that while meanwhile, you've got a run on the dispensaries that, that everyone's having to kind of adapt in real time. And you're absolutely correct is that that stressor is definitely revealing the ones that are going to make it and the ones that aren't going to make it. Have a little bit of a Bubba Gump situation here when all the yeah. hurricane came through and destroyed a lot of the shrimp boats. You know, there's, <laughs> there's definitely going to be uh, less competitors when we're all said and done here. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. We had record sales days where dispensaries were selling out people were stocking up we saw you know an uptick anywhere from 13 to sometimes up to 200 percent increase in edible purchases you know we saw a bigger increase in edibles frankly than in flower sales and you know a lot of people are just attributing that to not wanting to necessarily you know smoke or do something with your lungs in the current environment tune in on thursday to hear jamie pearson from the bank corporation and now let's get back to today's show Let's talk about the innovation pitch competition. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited about this. We are offering a $25,000 investment into the Cannabis Innovation Prize. Two main components of the prize is $25,000 investment minimum into the company. And then really the big prize is your ability to develop a cannabis product with the clear and really develop that product to a place where we can put it on shelves. And that's really the big springboard is the ability to put that product in front of consumers and see how it does. That's a huge regulatory barrier to entry for a lot of people that maybe have a great idea, but we're talking a couple million dollars before they were able to really develop that product and get it to market. And you know, I'm really looking to accelerate that and put an opportunity in the hands of somebody who wouldn't normally have that opportunity. Yeah. So the winner gets $25,000. Mm -hmm. The winner gets to work with the clear and get their products on the shelves 
or through your distribution channels, which I mean, that's like a home run. What type of companies would qualify or would be in this competition? I am going to leave this one wide open. You know, obviously, I think that THC innovation is something that's really been underserved from a development perspective, and partially it's just because of a very capital-restricted environment that we haven't seen the same type of capital being dumped into that type of development of those products. However, we're really open. If anybody's got something clever, they've got some good strategy, they've got a go-to-market strategy, the whole point is to put this in front of people who wouldn't normally have an opportunity to, to pitch or wouldn't normally have an opportunity to work with such a large distributors. So we're accepting 40 companies into this competition. There'll be three finalists selected that will pitch in front of venture capitalists, in front of journalists, and then the panel of judges is going to choose one of the three finalists and then present an award, and that'll be all done in real time. So we're really excited about the show. Let's yeah, go on. that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, we need more th- things like this because it is tough. You know, you're bootstrapping it the whole time. It It's nice to do this, and it, and it gets startup companies thinking about more than just how do I make my next rent payment or how do I pay my next bill? It, I think this shows a, an, another example of your taking a leadership role in the industry. Well, thank you so much. I, you know, I really hope that we're able to find some people that wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to put their product in front of people that can really help them. Well, that philosophy I know has a lot to do with how successful you guys have been. And, you know, we'll have all of your information and uh, clientele capital management's information in the show notes and on at, at mjbulls.com. And I also will have the link to the sign up for the $25,000 innovation pitch competition. So if anybody out there is, is thinking about this, just get the application in and see where it goes. I, I, I have a feeling, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Put, put it out there and see what happens. Everything. Yep, we're trying to keep it really simple with the application process. We want to see as much as we can. We want to see all the people that are excited and you know, obviously with the timing of everything, uh, if we see something that we really like and we want to jump on, we're not going to hesitate to reach out. When you select a winner, let's get you guys both back on the show because I'm sure our listeners will be anxious to see who ends up winning. Oh, absolutely. That if, yeah. That'd be wonderful. Sounds good. Rick, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I, uh, I really appreciate it. You've done a wonderful job putting this show together. It's really impressive, all the great guests you've put on. I've really enjoyed listening. It's, it's a lot of fun to do this show, So, but I appreciate you saying that. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, 
PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.